welcome, welcome back to AG University Podcast, you guys. Yeah. The queen, Shannon Ford, my best friend. Bessie, we're not sitting that close. I know, I wish I could touch you. And also, the girl who, honestly, you really believed in my potential to show up and perform on a mic because... Oh my God, I said, why aren't you doing this sooner? Yeah, like Shannon, really one day, I was like in the throes of being like, I might do a podcast. And Shannon's like, why haven't you started a podcast? Yeah, I was like, people want you on my podcast 24-7 and then quite possibly want you on a podcast without me a lot of the time. So (laughs) you should start your own. And I was just milking you dry for all the information I could get out of you. So it was about time you started actually benefiting from your own knowledge and worldliness. But I will say, I have to say the last week or no, last two weeks, I had two reading clients and they found me from your podcast. Really? Yeah. That makes me happy. It was so sweet. Because everyone should know who you are. So if my podcast can make people know you, then that makes me very happy. Yeah. It so it, better. I am eternally grateful for you seeing my potential, inviting me on your show and I look at us it. now. Every day I see it. Every day. I really, I was, whenever you posted that um, bridesmaid note that I, I wrote them so long ago that I kind of forgot what I would put in there. And I put in there that being your best friend, having you as a best friend is the biggest flex of my life, but it really is. <sighs> It's like such a flex. I got really emotional when I read that card. You guys, she wrote me, she sent the cutest, will you be my bridesmaids box? <laughs> and it was like Italian limoncello themed. And she wrote the sweetest love note that was like, I feel like you were my mom in another life because you create such a safe space for me. And being your best friend is like, I won a sweepstakes. And I was I like, do. oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like a sweepstakes. You having this podcast, everyone that listens should feel like they won the sweepstakes. Well, we're all just super excited that you're here because everyone is like, so when is Shannon coming on AG University? We know you go on probably a podcast a lot. And if any of you guys here haven't heard of Shannon, which I'm sure you all have, but her podcast is called Probably a Podcast. Probably a Podcast. Check it out. We'll be boofing around over there. Yes, we do. And that's another thing. I just want to go ahead and introduce this term on this podcast, which I definitely have talked about it, but Shannon and I are the boof squad. We're the boof squad. We're boofing around. Anna Grace started this word forever ago. Um, I think you were just using it singularly. You weren't really like using it in regards to a group activity. No. Uh, You were just using it as a verb. As a verb. And the one thing about me and people who are close to me, they know that I start to kind of make up my own languages Mm -hmm. and I just like give words new meaning. And so every time we post it, it really gets the internet riled up because like, you know that boofing means smuggling drugs up your butthole, right? And we're like, listen. First of all, we know. We know. (laughs) And second of all, that's not what it means. It actually, like, I started, I don't know, but see, obviously when I started using the word, I didn't know that already had a meaning. So we've just given AG University Encyclopedia, we've added a new addendum a new one. to boofing, which really just means like, it kind of, for me, it means like dicking around. Just fucking around. We're yeah. just like, you're just kind of like, I, I used to, my mom used to always say that, quick dicking around. Quick, hey, quick dicking. You know what? I could hear Chris saying that. Hey, quick dicking around. Get over here. <laughs> she, ain't, she ain't playing around. My mom ain't playing The way around. I love Chris. Newell so much. Chris it's Shepherd. Shepherd. Chris Shepard. The way I love her too, my core, your dad too, but the way that like, I just feel like I want to channel your mother's energy so much in my life. And the other day when we were at the mall, I was like, I love those shoes. You're like, Chris has those shoes. I was like, see, knew it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's, Chris. that's Chris's favorite brand of shoes. My mom and Shannon, they'll get together. The three of us will go to dinner and my mom and Shannon will just be like sipping on martinis. My mom loves a dirty martini. Dirty. And they will just be talking, 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 talking. At the end of the night, I'm just like scrolling on my phone. I'm like, <laughs> like sorry, Anna Grace. <laughs> She's like, I just had to catch up with your mom. I'm like, for two hours? <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I forgot you're here. <laughs> but you guys do. Y'all Y'all have a lot of like drive and passion and fire and very strong women. I mean, I think I am too, but you guys just have this certain spice. Love her. God, love her. One time we went on vacation with uh, Anna Grace's mom and it was just us and Anna Grace's mom. And she was like, girls, try this fermented watermelon that I've been having <laughs> soaking in aged vodka for five weeks. I was like, 
Chris, what the? Okay. <laughs> Those things make a girl hair on chest. Those will send you to the moon. Yeah. Send me to the moon. I have striking a lot of new, absolutely no affiliation to this podcast. I'm sure it's not holistic whatsoever, but uh, yeah, they always send me into orbit, which is great because this is a school for cosmos. So this, I'm there, baby. She's already to the moon, which actually I wanted to tell you. So one little fun uh, wedding thing that I've been doing because y'all know I have to add in all of the spiritual girly things into planning our wedding. Yes. And also you guys, Shannon just got engaged. She's also getting married. We're getting ma- married three weeks apart. <laughs> literally. We got engaged three weeks apart. Uh-huh. We are on the exact same lifetime line, literally. So our lives are parallel, which makes sense. And it's really helpful. It is really helpful because we kind of always like one of us will be going through something that the other one needs to learn about or mm-hmm. prepare the other one to go through our entire friendship. It's been that way. Well, it's also just helpful because you give the best advice always anyways, but, um, and I'm not saying that I'm good at giving advice, but I, it's helpful when you already went through something. So when someone says, I know exactly how you're feeling right now, Anna Grace is like, Oh my God, Shannon actually does know how I'm feeling because that really did just happen to her. Yes. Like certain things in life, it's really helpful to even the, the bad, sorry that we both have to go through it. But yeah. like, even the bad is nice when you know that your friend that's like, I know how you feel actually knows how you feel. You're like, no, I, I actually know how you feel so much. It's, I know. <laughs> it's really scary. Yeah. I was explaining this to a friend the other day. I'm like, yeah, she and I are getting married three, three weeks apart. We got engaged three weeks apart, which was such a fluke. Awesome. They already planned it before Shannon even got engaged. Like, I know. It was, it, we never plan it, obviously. Well, and, and she, our boys weren't talking to each other. James wasn't picking up the phone. being like, are you going to propose soon? When are you going to do it? Like, it was like, <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> so it really was just like, what the? I know. So but, I, and then I was the other day, like the more that I started to think about it, like my closest friend in Florida is named Taylor, who lives next door to me, who has three kids. Your closest friend, Taylor, lives next door to you, who has three kids. Like we have like the, we have a weird, really, we have some weird soul contract. I'd love to, I need to go more into the Akashic Records and be like, about us. Yeah. But like what's the deal with us? I also think that our family dynamic is so similar. It is. With have- our mom and dad. It's our, just very similar. Also, our dads were born on the exact same day. Oh, yeah. Three letter names, Vic and Tim. Vic and Tim. They're the same Born person. on May 5th. Same human. Single to mile. Single to mile. <laughs> Cheers. Which very, very much checks out for me. And we both have very strong mothers. Our yes. dads are chilling. Dads are just chilling, vibing. But speaking of mothers, this is what I was telling you about wedding planning, just to give you guys a little backstory as to where Shannon was at. Um, wedding planning for me, I've been doing a, you, you were saying fly me to the moon, and obviously this is the school of the cosmos, but I have been intertwining like every single element of land like okay you know how like to to make a perfectly balanced any any type of like energetic thing you do in the spiritual realm you want to have like water fire it's kind of like the band earth wind and fire oh yeah earth wind fire and then space so we have like come up with a theme for every angle of our wedding is going to include what about water water okay so we're getting married there's a pond but I haven't told anyone where we're getting married yet. So, oh, okay. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Love. Um, so, but I was thinking, I'm like, Akasha actually means space. Oh, okay. So that is like everybody that's listening. That's like the only uh, theme that hint that I'm going to give on this podcast or to social media literally ever is that uh, we are going, Akasha is the theme, but I knew you didn't know what. Akasha. She's getting married in space. I'm getting married <laughs> on the moon. On the moon. <laughs> and that's all we're going to tell you guys. That's it. Oh my God. You would do some shit like that, but you're like, by the way, guys, it's going to be a little pricey, but um, there is these tickets super safe. Don't worry about it. Um, we're all flying to the moon <laughs> for my, for my bachelorette. <laughs> I know you guys thought we were going to wear something cute and sexy, but we're actually, we're all going as astronauts. Spacesuits. <laughs> Space That'd be a fun theme though. We should actually do that. <gasps> Don't worry. I've already got my, the, the wheels are turning for your bachelorette party. 
It's like, it's actually in like a really low key place. I'm like, yeah, but we're not going to be low key. <laughs> the atmosphere at low key, us, very high key. They're like, it's really weird. We saw this like group of Martians in space. Gaggle of Martians. <laughs> running around in a quiet little town. We're like, what? we're like, she's betrothed to a man, but we are Martians. Everyone's like, we're scared. I really do feel like that's like every Lil Wayne. He's like, I am not. Wait, what is it? I am not this. What is it? We are not the same. I, I am, am a Martian. Martian. Yes. I am an alien. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He always, he loves some outer space. One Res- thing about me, I know every word to every Lil Wayne song. You really did. Three repeat. Throw, throw the bars at me. Uh, Courtney, right. give her a beat. Hit it. <laughs> give me a beat, producer Courtney. <laughs> oh my gosh, my poor parents. They're like, I wish you would just listen to some Rascal Flats. That was me. I, I have a vivid remember of being eight years old in the backseat of my car. My, my car, I'm sorry. In the backseat of my mom's car. <laughs> I was eight. And I have it. I had an orange, bright orange cassette, like, or a CD, portable CD player with flowers on it. And I was listening to, like, it's your from a nippus land. Yeah. It's your from a If you got a big, let me, let me work. Start, yeah. It, yeah. Find out hard. But you grew up in Memphis, so that tracks. I grew up in I loved rap Gilbert, music. South Carolina. So my parents were like, please listen to God Bless the Broken Road. And I'm like, six foot, seven foot, eight foot. What? I'm like, so ready to. Twerk this monkey. Twerk this monkey. <laughs> my dad used to break my CDs. If he got into my 1999 Ford Mustang convertible with a leaky roof, which was my very first car, if he got into the car to move it, like if I was parked funny and he wanted to move it, and there's a rap song playing in there, and they were always like mixtapes that we would make mix CDs. Off of LimeWire. Off of Bear Share. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'd get into the front seat, and I'd be like, damn it. It would be just a, a CD cracked in half. Because it was literally like, do you remember the, the nasty song? Did see another nasty song. Oh, I love yes. the way she moving with no panties on. Oh, My dad's yeah. like, do you do this? I'm like, no, dad, I'm song. ugly. Nobody wants me to, everyone wants me to keep my panties on. <laughs> no, dad. Uh, I just love the beat. Honestly, it's so catchy. Agreed. I feel like, I feel like there could be like, you could rap about anything. What are your thoughts on music being, you know, there's like this really big, like, uh, talk about how certain songs, like a lot of them being Doja Cat are demonic. What do you think about them? They are hella catchy. They, and that song paint the town red is so catchy. Love like it. if I scroll by it on TikTok, I catch myself later being like, I paint the town red. And I'm like, no, I gotta Bitch, get up. I said what I said. Okay, I actually, you know, here's my thing. I told you, because Shannon saw me post something about how I personally will not repeat lyrics to things that are like, that, this is a good. Said that. Yeah, I won't repeat lyrics to things where like you would, you actually start to realize one time Austin was like nobody sings about that. I'm like yeah they do all the time about being like broke, broke yeah or poor or like I'm broke I can't pay my or you know yeah, the song yeah, like, yeah. I don't have this money but I can't pay my rent but I'm gonna go to the club anyways like yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. there's a lot of lyrics about being poor and broke right and and if you think about it from like a hypnotherapy perspective, like getting yourself into a state of like listening to music, chanting, repeating, right. and then you're saying those things out loud. Like mantra in it for yourself. Yeah. It's like, a, it starts to kind of become a mantra and it gets stuck in your head. Yeah. So that's where you don't, you don't want to align with it too closely. Now here's the thing. Is there some demonic shit going on in Hollywood? Probably. Sure. Sometimes I really like to just stir things up and listen to Doja Cat while I'm in the drive through line at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> just really... See what's see what's shaking over there. I'm looking around like, huh? But you know what? Tiana, who's also been on this podcast, you guys, she said that she thinks that that it's a lot of she's kind of channeling darkness for like power, but it's not actually really like it's kind of a like a PR thing, a PR. Yeah, I could see that. I I think at the end of the day, you know, uh, I teach everybody how to protect their energy on this podcast. As long as your energy is protected and your intentions are in alignment. Yeah. Because you don't want to like a song come on. You're like, turn it off and like be the weirdo in the car. That's like, "Ah, I can't hear it. Yeah, that'd be really weird. That would be weird. (laughs) That'd be weird. (laughs) So it's like, it's all about like staying in your power. Right. 
which is something that um, Shane and I have been working with uh, together in our friendship in a long time, uh, for a long time, excuse me, is staying in our power. Yeah. I mean, I should really pay you to be my friend at this point because the <laughs> things she's taught me over the course of our friendship is just uh, irreplaceable. <laughs> the information. Genuinely priceless. I know. You know, actually one that I was going to tell you that I was just reading about the other day about staying in your power and what? you really, you exhibited it so beautifully the other day is how one way that it's like really like, it's just like to like leak your energy is like oversharing, mm-hmm. like oversharing and then regretting it. Ah. Uh. Which is funny because you and I both record on two microphones and I will say sometimes I get off the mic and I'm like, should I, should I have said that? But like, we're also here to basically kind of overshare, but it's oversharing in, in situations where um, it's like you're trying to connect with like someone or convince them of something. Right, right. That's like the difference. That got I, it, got it. I'm just, yeah, yeah, I could see the, the stark difference. Yeah, you two. see the difference of like teaching oversharing versus yes. like oversharing and trying to convince someone of something. Correct, yeah. That's when you like kind of give your power away and they say it like becomes like an energy leak. Right, which okay. is Which is one thing that I, that you said the other day, you're like, I've really been trying to practice like silence when things come up because like there is so much power and having a moment of silence which I'm just never fucking silent you know what I mean so yeah. that's also it's it's somehow it. doubling down on power for me because people are like hold on hold on hold on she doesn't do this so I'm trying to like yeah anytime where I'm in a situation where I'm like someone might have messed up like in this situation someone was like working on my house and they did something wrong and like normally would have been like oh it's okay blah, 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 but we really need to be better about blah, blah, blah. and instead I was just like I just like let them speak about how they messed up and I was like and then I could tell that they were like, not that I ever want anyone to feel bad or uncomfortable, but I did want them to kind of sit in their emotions for a second. And maybe before they were like, yeah, sorry, shit happens. They'd be like, oh shit, well, I got to explain myself and offer her something in return of how I'm going to fix this, whatever. It's just, there is a lot of power in silence. Yeah. And that was one thing that I feel like, I feel like you, I feel like you coming into 30, you have gotten to this like whole new place of like really staying in your power. Try and. Every day's a battle. <laughs> We're out here in this battlefield. <laughs> but I'm really proud of you. Thank and, you. And I figured that was something that we could talk about today. Because you, you guys, you know, I'm a professor. Shannon's also a professor today. She's wearing a professor hat. And she's a professor boof squad. I'm boof squad. You know what? A lot of not bad things happen to me, but so much happens to me in this little tiny life of mine that I feel like every time something bad happens to me, I'm like, why me? Why me? And then I'm like, oh yeah, to help others kind of. Or in for content, just like weird shit happens to me. And I'm like, that'll be funny to talk about online. And it actually happened to me. I'm not making it up. But... I think like, yeah, especially from a uh, self-proclaimed, um, what would you call it? Um, shoot. If you were healing from something like uh, you're a recovering, recovering, I'm a recovering people pleasers anonymous. I still am. I think I'll always be to my core a people pleaser, but to my own detriment, it like really hinders life. And so I've, I've gotten a lot better with the help of you. And honestly, James has helped me a lot with people pleasing. Um, but yeah, recovering people pleaser anonymous really the president of the club. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk to it. Cause I think that, I think that it's actually funny right before we got on this, I was reading a statistic about how women are diagnosed more with autoimmune kind of mystery illnesses. And they were tracing it back to women being people pleasers. Oh no. And I was like, God, we're just- doomed. <laughs> no, God. no, here, listen, if anybody is listening to this podcast and they're in my auric field, Shannon, you're in it and everybody listening, you have, you now have awareness, okay? Which now takes you True. out of the space of falling victim to people pleasing your whole entire life and you get to end your life and you're like, fuck, I didn't do anything that I wanted to do. True, I do tons of stuff I want to do. Yeah, 
No, but but talk to us a little bit about like what that looked like and then we'll talk some more about like boundaries and So I think I was just like innately I also I, I think it's a it was it, it hindered me, but it's also something that I think is like a power. And that's why I don't want anyone that's a people pleaser to feel bad, but like to try to eradicate the people pleaserness inside of you completely because being a people pleaser innately means that you want to please other people. That's a lovely characteristic to have. That's a beautiful thing to want to make other people feel comfortable, to not want to make anyone feel low or down or bad about themselves in a situation or, you know, I don't know, like an, an obstacle in their life, whatever yeah, you like want to make conflict. Yeah. You want to make them feel comfortable. And I think the way that it was hindering me in my life is that there were times where I actually either needed to stand up for myself or maybe say no to a situation or an opportunity, or maybe I needed to just do something for myself and be selfish for a second and get, it's like, it's like we're on an airplane and they're like, before helping others with their masks, put yours on first, right? Even a child, they say, even if you're a child, like put yours on first, I like could not put my oxygen mask on first. And I was, it was to my detriment. I'm, I'm like suffocating over here because I'm putting everyone else's oxygen masks on first. And it's not the end of the world to eradicate that side of your life from what you're doing. So, I mean, I, one, just had to realize that people are never going to be as mad as you think they are. Also, people are never usually as uncomfortable as you think they are. Maybe I'm projecting, maybe I'm uncomfortable in situations and I assume everyone else needs to be coddled and they really don't, especially grown ass adults. Like I was, I was trying to please people who it's not my responsibility really to make sure that they're comfortable. And so like, I would, I would feel it in ways that like, if I'd be at a party and then someone that like, didn't know anyone like was invited I'd be like oh my god now it's my job to make sure they feel comfortable the whole party and I won't even get to enjoy myself and everyone's like who said you had to do that and I'm like I just I don't want them to feel uncomfortable so now I have to talk to them the whole time and everyone's like no you don't like you really don't if they leave the party and felt uncomfortable then like they can either not go to parties more often or they can go out of their way to talk to people more often like it's not your responsibility to make every grown adult feel comfortable and so that's right there we could honestly cut the podcast yeah, off yeah that, 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 that was a huge lesson for me is it like practice. it's not my responsibility to make other people feel comfortable right and what do you do you think that like if you were to go back in your brain and be like connecting with my people pleaserness, do you feel like you're like, Ooh, that's just something that like generationally, like my mom is that way. Or, yes. or do you think that there was a time where someone made you feel uncomfortable and you were so uncomfortable, you never wanted other people to feel uncomfortable? It's probably both. My yeah. mom, I watched my mom and my dad says it too. Like, cause James gave a beautiful speech on my 30th birthday. And he talked about how all these people were here because they love you and you do so much. And he even said like, sometimes it's to her detriment, how much and how deeply she cares for others and does things for others. And my dad, when James said that, my dad, went and looked at my mom because my mom is just like I don't know if it's the southern woman in her I don't know if it's her innately but like we just want to please others and make others feel happy and comfortable and loved and supported and cared for and sometimes we don't have the bandwidth to do that and we stretch ourselves thin to do it and I think that and I also do think there have probably been several times I can think of a time in my life honestly like I've had bosses in the past who have made me feel bad for doing something or making a mistake. And I never want anyone else to ever feel that way. I've had people in my life make me feel small or annoying. And like, I read this, I read this journal entry from not even that long ago. It's not like eight year old Shannon was writing this. And like, uh, I did a whole, it was called Dear Diary. It's an episode on my podcast. If you guys want to go listen to it, because it, sorry, always plug, (laughs) but it, uh, it was, I found this journal when I was organizing stuff after my recent move and it was from 2016. So I was 22 and there was a lot of entries. It was honestly a lot about like first heartbreaks and stuff, but there was this entry in there. It was really short and it basically just said like, I just left blank's house. It's a a friend of mine. Um, I just left blank's house. And I feel like the second I walked out of the door, they were probably just took a big sigh of relief and thought, Oh, I'm so glad she's gone. I can only handle Shannon and doses. And then I wrote dot, dot, dot. I hate feeling that way. 
And I was like, so sad. Aww. I know, but like, I, I think I never want anyone else to feel that way. I never want anyone to be like, oh my God, I was so annoying. Oh my God, Shannon couldn't stand it to talk to me or have small talk with me. So, and as a, as a boss, having my own employees now, I never want someone to feel like, like shit happens, mistakes happen. People fuck up all the time. I fuck up all the time. Life is a giant version of trial and error. So like, why would you get mad at someone that's doing their job to try to help you if they make a mistake? Like, okay, well, cool. Let's just try not to make that again. Like I've had bosses that have made me feel so stupid, so bad, made me pay for stuff. Okay. Well, that's coming out of your paycheck. That's also illegal. Like you can't do that. Like <laughs> you, you actually that. can't do that. So I don't know. I just never want anyone to feel that way. Also, that was a lot. Sorry, guys. I can't fucking shut up. I really can't. It's a <laughs> and, and she just drinking a Lonnie new, so I get it. <laughs> oh my god, it's really coming out. <laughs> no, but also I'm really glad because I wanted this to be about you. That's why you're here. Because I, I don't ever want to interview someone and just be just talking the whole time. Because sometimes I am also long winded. You know this. I like when you're long winded. All great things come out of your mouth. So thank you. I talk in circles a lot. But so. also no, thank you for Real sharing. That. I think that was great, and I think that was so well said. And I think so many people are going to identify with that because it is as females we are. We have been kind of wired a little bit to like, please. And we yeah. want to be, we want to be accepted and palatable and the right amount of this. And right. And I think that there is this, you know, I was telling, uh, Juge, our friend Juge, who love we her. love, I was sitting next to her the other night at dinner. How really <laughs> Shannon is, Shannon's like, I think Juge cast a spell on me because we lately have just been so obsessed with her. Energy. I've just been like enamored with her. <laughs> Whatever she puts on her body. I'm like, I have to have that. Like it, we couldn't look more different, have different body types, different <laughs> face structure, hair everything and I'm like okay perfect I'll do it too <laughs> whatever she does I'll do you're like suddenly Shannon has a bob do you just cut her hair off she's just like I think she's morphing into me I'm like I am <laughs> I just love you guys check her out she's a great follow she is great it's uh Julia Havens they're also on YouTube and Instagram we love Juge but we were just talking about how I've been doing you know some of my dance class intuitive dance yeah, class yeah, yeah. And, and about like releasing and and you know she's someone who's just like just the sweetest little Christmas cookie yeah a little cutest little nose I want to just eat her face right and she's like yeah I feel like I've been, lately I've been feeling like women, we got some like repressed shit in us. Cause I was talking about how like the first group that I did it with was like a very prim and proper group of people. Yeah. And they were like, by the end, they're like another round, like punching, you're like, stomping. Ah. <laughs> you're like, this time let's growl. You're like, okay, <laughs> let's growl. Now let's bite each other. You're like, ah, I'm scared. I know. I told Austin, we end up, I've been reading this book about sparring fourth wing, the book that I've been sparring. Telling you to read. Oh, 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 you, a fantasy book. I thought you were reading, you always read like self-help books. I was like, is that a new thing we're doing? We have to spar with people. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> I wouldn't survive. No, but I told Austin, I'm like, I really feel like that, that that dance workshop that I did, like people suddenly, like like it started off very hesitant. Like they were like, this girl's crazy. But he, I'm fine being the crazy leader. Yeah, I will yeah. I will lead you into the crazy. And so well too. It's so well. And then and then all of a the sudden. The shit we've gotten into together. And I'm like, she started it. <laughs> I'm not going to explain it. Don't let her fool she you. She started it. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, all of my happiest memories, though. <laughs> Agreed. And um, people really started getting into the punching and the stomping. They're like, yeah, this feels really good. And then suddenly by the end, it was like everybody was really getting into it. And I told Austin, I'm like, I'm afraid if the event got any bigger, it might, people might start sparring. <laughs> Literally. Wait, I have a question that it's not so off topic, but it's probably not where you were going with this. <laughs> Ask. Okay. I know the answer to yours, but so, you know, like certain people like producer Courtney, she's a tiny, teeny, little teeny bop. You can't see her right now, but like, just picture it. She's here. Small little human. I have a absolute like 
confirmation in my brain that if she got into a fight with someone she would win yes like like a physical altercation you you look strong as fuck and i would never fuck with you even though i think that the funny part of you is that you're so like rainbows and sunshine and butterflies and like always wearing pink and rhinestone butterflies but it's like literally actually you would whoop some ass i would i think if i ever got into an altercation i do not think i would like punch someone knock someone out like i wouldn't my force i think i would just do some nitty-gritty shit like i would like scratch their eyes out bite their like throat like i would do something that towards the end people would be like was that an animal like i don't think i have much strength or power behind me but i know if someone attacked me they would walk away like fucked up like in a really bad way (laughs) they would be like I can't see. She had, she randomly pulled acid out of her port purse and <laughs> blinded me with it. Like, do you think that's true about me? I do. I don't think I could ever punch someone and really hurt them. Do you know what the word is? Shannon is cunning. You're witty <laughs> as fuck. Oh. Which is why I literally last night, y'all, Shannon made me laugh so hard. I looked at her, I go, gosh, Shannon, you've been so funny. I just can't stop laughing. I'm <laughs> well, staying at her house for the whole week. <laughs> I forced her to. She's like, I'll get a hotel for this day to this day. I'm like, no, you have to stay with me. I also just moved to Franklin, which is 30 minutes outside of Nashville. And all of Anna Grace's appointments and things that she's here for on this trip, you know, it, it, are in Nashville. And I'm like, mm, unfortunately. And she's like, I'm going to rent a car. I'm like, no, you're not you're gonna use my car so that i have to take you so that we can't we're not apart <laughs> she has like, i'm okay. like i keep being like shannon i'm so sorry you have to chauffeur me everywhere i'm like it's by design <laughs> so anyways shannon has been exceptionally funny we've been spending every second together she's really gotten me in the christmas <laughs> spirit and and you're just so dang funny and also but going back to your cunning and your wittiness uh, Shannon has given me permission, right? Verbal, give us a confirmation. Yes. To share a little bit about your Akashic record reading. Oh, I would love to share more about my Akashic records. Yes. I loved that reading. Yes. The first thing that Shannon did tell me was she was like, you know, I'm really happy that you're teaching about the Akashic records. Cause I used to think it was something really scary, like a Ouija board. <laughs> it's giving Akashic records is giving like Ouija board. Like it's giving uh, Jumanji. Like it's kind of like scary. Like they should definitely change the name. Like she goes, I feel like you're really good PR for the Akashic records. I was like, I feel like I am too. You are. You're everything. The Akashic records needed for a rebrand yeah. and I think someone knew that and so they were like yeah eventually this little cute bitty bop will come in and they'll make it a little less scary because yeah it's giving the word Akashic Records every time I tell someone you do it which I try to really normalize it I'm like yeah my best friend reads Akashic Records don't you fucking know and they're like the Akashic Records no. I know and I'm like okay it's not scary but for some reason all those letters next to each other they just give scary it's a very strong word Akasha actually like we said means space right so, uh, but yeah, Akashic Records, it's a mouthful and it doesn't, it doesn't quite roll off the tongue. It really trips people up. <laughs> and I also think it does give like Hocus Pocus, that big spell book, like the word records yeah. gives like leather bound book with eyeball on front. <laughs> like, I just think like, it's actually a really beautiful, not scary thing at all. And yeah, I mean, you you do it so well. So I'm glad that you are on their PR team. <laughs> Me too. You know, I really do think they, they, I, I, my soul came in and said, this is what you're, they sent for you. <laughs> yeah, they did. Actually, that was quite literally the information I got my near death experience. <laughs> yeah. If you guys are new here, you should definitely listen to episode number one. We'll explain all of this that we're talking about more. They're like, where are they going with this? But all that being said, I did Shannon's Akashic Records readings, which she can attest was amazing. The, yeah. Also not scary. Also, I've kind of Shannon, we had been friends for like five years at this point, And she's like, you've never done a reading for me. But I feel like I was always just kind of intuiting things for you on the fly. I never wanted you. Yeah, you were always helping me out with like random stuff. Also, one time, never forget the time that we were, I used to bet on sports games a lot and I was like who should I bet on and you said the guy's name and I did it and I didn't I'm annoyed I didn't bet a lot and I instantly won and then I was like do it again and you're like no I'm not allowed sorry I just got like a like a message kind of that was like don't do this (laughs) I was like damn it okay what's the powerball but also tell them about the horse betting 
The horse betting. I mean, because I know it's just for fun and there's like not really like I'm not betting millions of dollars. I'm not like putting my mortgage on the line or anything. <laughs> I will if I'm like out of the country at a horse race or something with like James. I'll be like, these are three names. What's your pick one? And she'll send it back instantly and like almost always they win. <laughs> I won both. I, I, I keep telling Austin, you've got to take me to the horse race. Got to take me. To yeah, but I feel like if you did it too much, they would be like, uh-uh-uh. They'd like get a little ruler and be like, that's not what it's for. <laughs> I know because I do. The reason that I always get verbal confirmation for everyone to talk about on the podcast is like the number one rule of the Akashic Records is it's like Fight Club. Yeah, it was like Fight Club. <laughs> we don't talk about it. <laughs> I, I like by like laws of the universe, I can never share people's information because like sometimes if I do like bigger celebrities they would want an NDA or something which I'm always like right right I can sign this silly little piece of paper but you don't understand I'm bound by the laws of the universe I'm bound by the leather <laughs> book with the eyeball I cannot talk about this <laughs> okay I know it's funny because a lot of our friends that you've read for I who I know would sit down and tell me everything about their reading I'm like oh my god how did it go what you can't tell me can you she's like I can't sorry I mean it'll be literally in Anna Grace and I we're the kind of best friends where it's like don't tell anyone you're like I won't but then we'll tell each other <laughs> but that's one thing that you've never wavered on you're like ah oh, sorry I wish I could but call her and ask and I was yeah. like okay I'll call her and ask yeah because I always know that they will tell you yeah of course they will and every time we call them they're like oh my god yes please but Anna Grace is like no can do so sorry yeah I, I have to I'm always like I need you to verbally say the words yes and look me in the eyeballs it's, no it's the exit row of psychic reading she was like please confirm with a verbal yes <laughs> so good and, and the flight attendant's like yes 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 yes, yes. yes. I need a verbal sir headphones off I need a verbal yes and you're that's like, literally how it is I'm like I don't fuck with the universe I say yes ma'am I've already fucked with the universe one time which I told I was telling Shannon James like back when I was in my atheist era and then you know what happened to me I they were I, like oh you don't believe in us we're gonna kill you almost <laughs> I got struck by lightning but I came back and now I'm here teaching the Akash records which is great anyways but it was really fun because I Shannon was like you've never actually done an official reading for me and I there was something going on in your life that you're like okay the time was now and I was like girl I'm ready I also never wanted you to feel you know like you had to like you right. know what it's a gift and it's a gift that people should pay money for and you gave it to me as a gift for a big like birthday or something and yeah. I was like okay okay you said I'll take it but it was so cool because there was a couple of things I wish I had brought your the writing I write it down oh, in right, a composition right. notebook which is the most like least technologically advanced or organized system ever because then I I fill up the notebook and I'm like on to the next bye. one yeah. <laughs> oh all these people's future bye <laughs> well fuck these guys no, like, she, she sends it to you just brought mine in person yeah, and showed yeah. in person I record everybody's zoom calls so they always get a recording but um Anyways, Shannon's, one of her things, which I wanted to say was, I was like, Shannon, I see you doing this sold out tour in a comedy club, doing comedy. And she was like, oh, and it, it, the thing is, is that that's y'all Shannon is the funniest person. She's even nice. funnier in person when you know her as your best friend. Like I, she's just, I cackle. My armpits are sweating right now because <laughs> you just make me giggle so oh, hard. You're long sleeve nylon. That's why your armpits are sweating. I'm still, I think it's because you make me laugh so hard. I love you. Thank you. And you are like, I, every time someone's like, you're friends with Shannon. I'm like, dude, she's even funnier in person. You just wouldn't believe it. And even my mom, she's thinking she's the funniest person ever. Mom's a tough self. Tough <laughs> mom, tough self. Tough crowd. Uh, oh, Chris. Yeah. So anyways, all that being said, but Shannon was like, oh, there's no way I could never, I could never do that. I could never. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. I've already seen it and it's done and you're hilarious and it's sold. So, so she's like, the tickets are sold out and you're on the tour. So you just have to basically do the tour. And I was like, mm, I can't. And she's like, I'm looking at it. It's sold out. I was like, so it's already done. Okay. So tell everybody like what was going through your head at that moment, why you were scared and Spoiler alert, she just, she's on a sold out tour. So take I it am selling out comedy clubs all over the nation, which is really fucking cool. So, so thanks. Cool. <laughs> I think that's so cool. I I'll give myself, I'm trying to be better about 
cheering for myself and not doing like the self-deprecating thing only lasts for so long. No, you know, when we, you just want someone to be like, give yourself a pat on the back. I'm like, okay, I'll pat myself on the back. We don't self-deprecate. Um, you were a rock star. Yeah, I, I think um, I was scared just because, and I was trying to explain it to you a little bit before the podcast. We were talking about it and I was like, I imagine it's how someone might feel if, I don't know, there's probably people who have like an obnoxious amount of self-confidence, which I wish I had, but it's one of those things where you, I imagine someone would feel this way if they wanted to model, right? And you'd never had any background in modeling. No one's ever told you to model, but you just know innately, like, I really feel like I should model. And then you like tell, but like, you're like, I don't know how to tell someone I want to model. So they're like, so what, you think you're really pretty? And you're like, kind of, yes, I think I would be good at that. It's like, that is how I felt about um, like doing comedy or doing stand up or doing a live podcast tour in general, because obviously my podcast is in the comedy category, right? Like I don't, you, you are in the spiritual category. You do so much. You help so many people also top charting podcasts. Hello. Slay. Um, slay queen, but it's one of those things where every it's comedy is written all around me. I clearly am in the world of funny, right? And mm -hmm. people tell me I make them laugh, but there was something about admitting to the world that I also think I'm funny. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, it's like, oh, well, she's not funny anymore if she thinks she's funny, which no one, by the way, no one thinks that. When I told people I wanted to start doing like comedy and stand up, they, no one was like, but you're not funny. No one said that. <laughs> no, everyone's like, that makes sense. But for some reason, I was just so scared to tell people I wanted to do stand up or I wanted to do any sort of like live podcast situation because I was just afraid people would be like, so what? You think you're really funny? <laughs> and I have to be like, no, I just, sometimes people laugh at me. Like, it's just like, I needed, I needed more self-confidence in it. And that really helped me. You were like, I'm literally looking at it and they're sold out. And I was like, okay, I just had this like deep rooted fear that I wasn't good enough. I mean, it just boils down to that. Yeah. Yeah. And you would, I would go look at people's, um, you know, I would go to stay. I, I love stand up in general. So I would be at my friend, a lot of my friends are comedians and I'd go to their shows and I'd be like, part of it'd be so split 50 50 percent of me would be like i could do that and then the other 50 percent would be like you could never do that i mean it was just classic case it's not even that interesting classic case of devil and angel someone is that little voice is telling you, you can do it the big voice is like no you couldn't so i just mm -hmm. had to like swap the two because it's never a bad thing to have that little voice like you know testing you and having you grounded and stuff but i mean I needed to swap them. I needed the, the big voice to be like, you could do this, just do it. You can do this. And you did it. I did it. And and that's the thing that everybody listening, I think no matter what it is, whether modeling, comedy, being an accountant, like, oh, she think you're really smart, huh? Like, right, it's true. Yeah, I am fucking smart. Yeah, I was self-sabotaging. And, and you did tell me my Akashic Record reading as well. You said you're number one. There's one person that is sincerely holding you back. I'm like, let me know who they are. I will cut them out of my life. I will fucking murk them. I'll never speak to them again. She's like, right, so it's you. <laughs> so really quick, it you. And I was like, it me? Oh no, but like that checks out. <laughs> so I think I was just holding myself back. No one else was telling me anything negative. I had so many positive people around me. Tell even some of my friends that were comedians. I had a friend, friend John Chris, who was like, "You should do live podcast shows. You could crush these. You would." Like he literally does that for a living. I mean, he's an actual like real, real, real comedian that has like a full hour of stand up. I have a little bit of stand up of mine, a little bit of like crowd participation podcast vibes. But but you are going to be a real stand up. I'm y'all. This thanks. is the manifestation podcast. We're manifesting. Collective. We're manifesting it. Okay. Yeah, we are. But yeah, there was everyone around me was being positive. I was the only person that was being negative about it so I was to my own you know detriment. Yes. well and that's the thing I mean that's how I was when I released this podcast I was like oh my gosh people are gonna be so freaked out that I'm a medium oh my gosh what do they think I'm crazy blah blah blah, blah. Nope. and then I mean the way that I did not get any negative feedback from the podcast immediately Zero. charted and I sat on that story for years years yeah but you know what timing is great timing, timing is, is always on your side timing is divine it is but I, I was just thinking like the way that 
Shannon wanting to be seen. And I want to break this down for everybody listening on like an energetic level, the way that Shannon, like seeing herself being on stage, seeing herself, you know, having this sold out comedy club and the beauty in that God gave you everything that he gave you made you so hilarious. And it's such a gift laughter that shit makes people live longer that shit pulls people out of dark places 100 percent. spreading joy and laughter the podcast episode with you and i trip of a lifetime yes episode three on my podcast trip of a lifetime i just got my podcast spotify wrapped it is we recorded that two years ago mm-hmm. two years ago it is still to this day the number one most shared podcast on my thing do you know why because people have told me it literally pulled them out of grief that that people close to them have passed away and they are grieving they're in mourning and they were like that podcast was the first time i laughed since my dad died i'm like oh my god like laughter really is so powerful and of course it's an episode with anna grace it's fucking hilarious it was the time i took mushrooms and it was a disaster (laughs) really bad (laughs) so funny okay anyways yeah and laughter is medicine it is like i know it sounds chuggy and cheesy but like it is it is it is and that's why i'm like I, I wanted to just put that perspective, those two perspectives. I wanted people to hear them in their ear holes side by side as to how Shannon's like, Oh my God, that'd be so embarrassing if I was going around like people, Oh, you think you're funny. And it's like, Oh my God, but no, what a fucking gift that I am hilarious. I am so funny that I spread this joy and this light and this laughter in so many people who we've been through some shit collectively. Okay. Collectively. This world has been through some shit. The world is not okay. Okay. And and we're not meant to just stay in darkness. That's why I'm like, I even, even this podcast, like, yeah, I'm super spiritual and all the things, but like, I want it to be light and happy and fun and feel good. Which you are, you radiate lightness and happiness and safety. So I mean that you're giving that back to the world via this podcast, which is great. But that checks out why we're, why we're an energetic match because you spread lightness in your own way. And, and even, and even the other night back to conversation with Jude, she said the same thing. She was, you know, I'm really proud of Shannon because she really will push the limits and say things that people aren't, that people are scared to say. And I was like, I know. And yeah. she's out here not giving a fuck. You're an expander for me because oh, you're like, you. you'll I- just say things. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Nobody can. Producer Courtney, I tell people all the time, or not people, I tell producer Courtney all the time. I'm like, we're doing that thing, remember, where I'm just like being myself and I'm being funny because obviously I never want to like ruffle feathers in a really negative, aggressive way. Like I I really do. I just want to say what's on my heart, but there are a lot of times that I want to say something funny. And in this day and age in 2023, I worry, you know, I'm like, "Uh oh, can I say that? Am I allowed to say that? And I'm like, you know what? No, no, no. I, I mean, no malice in my heart. I am not in any, I have no phobic tendencies of any person, people, place, partner, nothing. I know that in my soul, I'm not. So like, if I want to crack a joke about literally fucking anything, I can, because if people don't laugh, it's not my responsibility to make them laugh. Like we have to get back to a place where we're not afraid to be canceled 24 seven. That is not a way to live. And if your literal job is, if my job, what I want to be is a like straight up comedian, I want to be a funny person online. Then like people say stuff that other people aren't thinking of, are thinking of that's funny and inappropriate. And I'm just like, I've got, I tell Courtney all the time, I'll say something on the podcast and I'll be like, should we cut that out? And then I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that thing where I worry about everyone else's teeny tiny little feelings because I care about people's big feelings, people's teeny tiny little feelings that they just feel like, like projecting onto me. It's really not my responsibility. It's not your responsibility. And at the end of the day, the most important thing that you said that I just want to highlight for everybody listening is that she said, like, I have no malintent in my heart. None. Every single thing that we put out and that we create, we are creators. It's what we're here on this planet to do. And if we have 
pure intentions of love and spreading laughter and joy, that's your intention. Then whatever, whatever, once you send it off into the universe with that right. intention, whatever comes back to you, you have as females, as anyone in this space, you got to let, you can't, it's not your responsibility. Yeah. You gotta let that shit go. And I mean, yeah, you say stuff like I, I obviously am here for women. I love women, but like I'll, I, it was, it was boiling down to the fact that I was getting so in my head about like, I would be like, yeah, um, I love female. I love females. I love women's rights. But at the end of the day, uh, it, men should take out the trash. I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> there should always be. And then like, I'm like in my head, I'm like, is that offensive to, to women that live at home? So obviously women is taking out the trash. Is this, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Okay. First of all, shut up Shannon's brain. Like everyone knows I'm kidding and that's funny and the second I start morphing myself mm. into whatever you know pockets everyone else is happy about I'm like you lose it you lose your well and you you literally you lose a sparkle and that's a that's how our that's literally how we give our power away right like we take an original idea and you just have to do it before you start to run it through all these scenarios that don't exist mm-hmm. people's reactions that don't exist and like you said at the beginning of the podcast you and I both experienced this we were so worried about all these things everybody's like yeah you're hilarious that makes perfect sense my podcast oh you're a medium I love that please do a reading for me Totally. No exactly. one was like, burn her at the stake. Burn her at the stake. Oh my yeah. God, I would fucking save you, dude. <laughs> Shannon would save me. I'd be throwing acid at people. <laughs> I don't know where I've gotten this shtick about acid. I swear I don't own any, but I might dabble now. <laughs> I might buy some. She's like, suddenly I could find some. Everyone should just, you know, fuck around and find out. <laughs> but it is, it's so true. And and that's kind of like, I would love to just touch on a little bit on like, basically, I think the ultimate way of like staying in our power is one. There was, there was two things. And I think I started to mention it about how the meme of like saying, if someone says like, it's fine when it's not, that's like such a recovering people right. blazer, which I, I told Shannon this morning, I, I took her to AG University a little bit because there was a situation. I love are, when you do it. Yeah. I was like, I was like, listen, I say this with love and I not want to school you, but just hear me out. I'm playing both sides. There was a situation where Shannon was kind of going to the mode of being like, it's fine. It's fine. But then she was, she had her heart hurt for a second. She's like, Oh, I don't know if that is fine. Well, what's not okay to do because this is not fair to the person that you're having this conversation with. It's not, it's not really nice to tell someone you're fine and hopes that they realize you're not fine. It's like, I actually, whenever girlfriends of mine do this to like a person they're dating, if someone's like, what's wrong? And you're like, nothing. And then they're like, okay, because something seems wrong. What's wrong? Nothing. But really you're saying it like nothing. You, you want them to be like, you want them to have to fight. I don't want anyone to have to fight for, to figure something out. And I'm not like that in my romantic relationships, but sometimes in my friendships, I find myself not wanting to, I want like in this situation, sorry, in this situation, I was like, oh, it's okay. I don't mind if you don't come. And they were like, okay. Cause I might not be able to come. And then I like looked at Anna Grace and was like, I'll be so sad if she didn't come. And she was like, okay, then you need to tell her you'd be really sad if she didn't come. And I'm like, okay, you're right. Yeah. Because I think that was such a good reminder, even for me, because I told her, I'm like, I'm that way with Austin. there'll be times where I'm like, how could you not? Like we only have one night together before I go out of town again. And how could you not clear your whole entire evening and plan a romantic date night for me? And he's like, wait, what? Well, you wanted that. We can't assume they know we want that. That's the thing. Never assume anything. And also never assume that people are trying to hurt your feelings. Well, and then you're also lying when you tell them like, it's fine. You don't have to come when you actually want them to come. What am I? I am literally, how could she figure out what I wanted? But I'm literally lying to her face. Like, exactly. Yeah. And, and if I'm supposed to be her BFFFFF and I'm lying to her, why wouldn't she believe that it was fine? If I said it was fine, she should assume that I'm telling her the truth. You know, why do I, why do, why would I want her to dig through my emotions and lies to figure out what I really want? Why don't I just tell her what I really want? Yeah. And I think I, even that today was like, I was like, wow, that is such a good reminder for me. Like I said, because Austin's like, I don't know. Sometimes you come home and you want to like lay on the couch and eat snacks. I don't know. Yeah. How am I like, supposed to know what you want? And 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Why would I, why would I hold you at an emotional gunpoint like that? Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm like, pick the right answer. Pick the right fucking. Pick the right one, but I'm not going to tell you. It's like our taxes. You're like, how much do I owe? They're like, you have to figure that out. You're like, what if I do it wrong? They're like, you'll go to jail. (laughs) And you're like, oh my gosh, this is so stressful. Like, fuck. So even that is a big part of like, you know, Shannon and I, we talk a lot about boundaries in our friendship and also on her podcast, but I was even saying it goes one way. It goes, it goes both ways. Boundaries is obviously, you know, holding yourself, staying in your power, kind of letting people know where your limitations are on your energy of what you're willing to give and take in a relationship. But also we have to express our needs. And I feel like that's a big part of the boundary kind of conversation too, is like really letting people know, Hey, this is, this is actually what I need from you. Yeah. And that sometimes is the hardest thing. It is. James is so good at it. And obviously you've schooled me. The number one thing that I think I've learned from AG university in this last like two, three years of my life is boundaries. It changed my life. Like I'm not kidding. I end up doing, I've had a podcast on my podcast about it. I have an episode. I've done multiple episodes after that. Cause people are like, can you talk about boundaries again? And I'm like, well, I kind of already did, but yeah, sure. I can talk about it again because people need it's an everyone in their lives. And for some reason it's collectively such a hard thing. All of us find to do. And I'm sure it dates back deep rooted to like our parents and how we were raised and all these things. But like boundaries is life-changing, like developing boundaries in a healthy way is literally life-changing. And I mean, you can overdo boundaries, of course, like we all know one person that's like, that's a boundary I'm not willing to cross. And you're like, okay, well, there's also such a thing as cooperation and, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, being a part of society. Yeah. Happy medium is a nice thing to have, but yeah, I, I think boundaries literally changed my life and I learned them from no one else. I didn't read a book. I didn't do anything. I literally went to AG university. And so thank you for helping me develop and establish boundaries in my life. You are so welcome. And I'm so happy that I could walk with you side by side through that journey. I remember because, you know, Shannon and I initially, we started working together. She hired me as her stylist back when sure. I was wardrobe styling. She had just gotten off TV. And I remember thinking like there was so many times where I'm like this beautiful, famous superstar girl. And like all these people will be blowing you up, needing you, needing things from you. And I was already in the headspace where I'm like, if anybody needs anything from me, it's my rate or you can don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. Cause like I'm, I'm, just, I'm busy and I just, I know myself energetically. Yeah. Like I know when I get drained, I am a, just a terror. I yeah. will really, <laughs> I'm, I'm a terror. I'm a terror. I, I am like, mm, I'm not friendly to be around and I don't like who I become in those situations. But I realized that I was allowing people to drain me, giving all of my energy to them. And then I was like mad at myself and them. Then, right. I was, then I was mad at them and I'm like, that wasn't their fault. I should have yeah. just told them no. Right. I, I was busy. So anyways, I just remember seeing Shannon with all these people calling and texting her and needing things of her and wanting her to post things. And I just remember being like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just because somebody has your phone number or they knew you before you went on a show and became famous and all these things, you do not owe them anything. Well, you were like, everyone does not have access to you. Just because they can access you, they do not have access to you. Yes. And like, that was like, ding, like just because someone has access to you, okay, your email, your phone number, sees you in person, whatever, like that does not give them the access to your time, energy, like life, your talents. Like they don't get, they don't just get that because they exist and have access to you. Exactly. So that's like, that's, that's lesson number one. We'll start there. Everybody just remember, nobody has immediate access to you. Your, your personal opinions, time, energy, thoughts, whatever you just, you give them what, what needs to be given and we can be polite and kind. Like we said, healthy boundaries, kindness, but nobody, nobody needs like a whole text back. Like Shannon, that was another thing she used to always, if someone would be like, Hey Shannon, could you, I'm going to drop some cookies off. Would you post about my bakery company? This is a made up example. And she'd be like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I can't do that because blah, 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 blah. And she would write a paragraph, paragraph and integrate. Like, Oh my gosh, really quick. And James is like, this she's like, Shannon, I, I still struggle with this wanting to send super long things back. And both of you are like, Shannon, all you have to say back is, Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm not able to do that this week, but I'll let you know if I can in the future. And I'm like, but, 
but then but then how would they know that i actually am so sorry and they're like because you said at the very beginning hey i'm so sorry but and then you sent like one sentence and i'm like oh my gosh you don't have to lie you don't have to make up excuses you don't yes. have to come up with some other bakery collab that's in like <laughs> uh sorry i can't i've signed a non-exclusive like you don't have to do any of that you can just quite simply say like i'm so sorry my bandwidth is shot this week i'm not able to do that but like i'll let you know if i can in the future like that's the truth and you're allowed to say that and and if someone actually does have your best interest at heart they'll be like oh, okay no worries Yes, absolutely. Also, I used to have my now people like make fun of me because like, okay, for instance, this is a perfect example. 125 text messages is what it says right now. And every once in a while, if I ever post my home screen, people are like, oh my God, 125 text messages. But I personally, because I know my past, I think it's such a flex because I used to think if anyone singularly texted me ever, I had to respond and I had to clear my messages and I had to give them back. And now I'm like, oh, if I don't have time for that, then I won't answer that. I leave them unread in case one day I'm on a plane or have an extra minute and I can go through my unread, unread messages and respond to people. But like, Everyone does not have access to me just because they have my phone number. Also, I've had the same phone numbers since seventh grade. I really should change that. Um, we've so got to change those. We've got to change those phone numbers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. I see that number now, and I'm like, what a flex! I'm really protecting my energy. Yeah, and I'm so proud of you. So that so that's a good one. We're gonna leave you guys with. We don't have to overshare. We don't have to overexplain. We don't have to create mm -hmm. a story. Or even if we have a story that's legit, you don't always have to tell it. So true. You really don't. Sometimes there really is a long explanation to something, but someone doesn't have to have that. No, you can just like, you can very kindly, I always tell people the most magnetic world, the most magnetic word in the world is no. Also, people do believe you. Like, like if something really, if you really just simply said like, I'm so sorry, something came up and I'm not able to do it. No one's like, prove it. <laughs> like, like no one thinks that if you're like, like no one, I don't know why I had this preconceived notion that people would be like, Oh really? Like if I actually got in a car accident and I just messaged someone, some, sorry, something really like bad happened to me today. I can't do it today. Like no one's going to be like, send a picture, send a picture of the really bad thing. Then like no one says that thinks that does that. Like it's your own self-sabotaging brain that's doing that. So like relax. Yes. I <laughs> prove it. Most people are good. <laughs> you know send what I mean? Send me a photo. Send me a photo. If I've learned anything from these live shows and from just like trying to, and we can talk about it more on another episode of AGU because I'm coming back, bitches. Um, you've helped me a lot with shifting of perspective, perception, shifting of perspectives. And when you shift your perspective that like most people are good, it's the truth. Most people in this world, there's some dark, nasty evil in this world, but most people, if you're going to give it a percentage, I would say 95% even of people in this world are good, mean well, and are just like nice, kind people who understand. So, you know, you have to stop thinking that the 5% of shitty people are the people that are in your life because it's probably not. It's not. It's really not. Yeah, I, I agree. I really do believe that people are intrinsically good mm -hmm. and they want to be good or they... I, there's so many times where you'll see like a tragedy happen and people really do come together and they're compassionate yeah. and they have emotions and feelings. And I think that we expect people to just automatically go to the worst case scenario with right. us. And we're like, ah! Oh, but that is a huge thing that I was even kind of talking about in the car with Shane all the way over here is how much, um, people are a mirror relationships. We've talked about this on Shane's podcast. Yeah. I've talked about it here, but relationships mirror. It's like basically everyone on the planet is kind of like another version of us pushed yeah. out. And if Shane and I both sit here and we tell you, like, we believe that people are intrinsically good. Our brain literally is going to start to like, look for data. Like it starts collecting and looking for examples of like that being the truth. Yeah. So it's like, you can't sit around and tell yourself that like, oh my God, no one respects my boundaries and blah, 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 blah. And everyone's gonna be mad at me and all these things. Cause then your brain's going to start looking. And you, that's all you'll see. Yeah. And that's all you'll see. So that's kind of a good thing to remember. Just like everyone is like mirroring you in some way, shape or form. So just be aware of, you know, what the belief system that you hold in your head, because like Shannon and I, we believe everyone is good. And that's, that's the world that we live in. That's yeah. 
and not to mention too, and I know this is probably super cliche, but cliches are cliche for a reason. But like, I truly believe that what you put into the world, you get back like 100%. So I always am telling myself like, gosh, even if I'm not getting good back, like I've got to keep doing good. If I got to keep like those little pings that are like, oh, I should give this person $5. I should do this kind act. I should do this. My heart is being pulled. You know that like old phrase, like it pulls at your heartstrings, like, or if people post something, they're like, if you feel pulled to do this, like they probably are saying that because it really means if you ever feel pulled to do a kind act, like, oh my gosh, lean into it and do it. Because even still, I'm surprised every day at the good that happens to me in my life. And I say sometimes like, oh my gosh, James, like, can you believe this happened? And then she just gave it to me for free. Like that is so crazy. And he always says, no, it's not. It's not crazy. You do so much for others. You do so much good. Good stuff keeps coming back to you. And it's true. Like I swear, like, yes, some whack shit happens to me in life. That is so unfortunate. And somehow I can laugh at it at the end of the day, but like good stuff always happens to me. And I know people have coined it as like the lucky girl syndrome, but I don't think it's luck. I think it's being a good person back to, yeah. to the world. When you're good to the world, the world's good to you. And I know that sounds so cliche and like, okay, we read that in a child's book when we were seven, but it's the truth. And it's why it's fundamentally taught to children because you should just put and project goodness into the world. And then it comes back to you. Yeah. And it's like, believe, believe there is goodness. Yeah. Because it is. Exactly. Look and at us. We're good. Oh, look at us. We're having a good look time. These two friends. We're good. <laughs> and I, I think too, uh, going back to just a little bit on boundaries that we touched on once before on your podcast, I don't really feel like that I've touched on here and people really seemed to help them was how I feel like for our own sanity as females and everybody here that's listening I know everyone's busy and they've got kids and life and things is really getting super clear with your kind of like what your inner circle looks like we talked about this like the ABCD mm-hmm. like the levels so helpful it's really getting clear I came on Shannon's podcast and I was like I don't remember if I've talked about it over here but anyways but basically it's getting clear in your in your mind's eye right now as to like who are the people in my life that are, are you know that deserve access to me right? right who actually deserves access to me who if they call me right now and was like do you want to go on a vacation with me you know who asked me to come over on friday night it would be an absolute heck yes you yeah. know those that's like your core immediate that's like your a squad mm-hmm. and this is not to label anybody any type of way and make them feel less than or greater than this is for your own energy and sanity don't pass out note cards don't yeah. don't give people name tags that say a on it okay no, but you're, like you're no in your brain yeah go in your brain and just be like okay this is my immediate core circle they they show up for me they ride for me they die for me i ride for them I die for them so you know? I'll do the same for them right yes and then it's like then you can kind of go into the exterior lane which is like B which is like people that maybe you like grab a coffee with here and there or maybe like a friend at work or someone that you're close with but you know maybe you're not like they ride or we ride at dawn you right know? right right you're right and then from there it's like C okay this is a friend you know that I have at a workout class and we see each other on Wednesdays and maybe grab a smoothie right and then you know your D is like okay maybe we went to college together we haven't kept up they've got my sure. phone number maybe I would respond but also so like these people, you see how it's like when you have a little bit of awareness as to like, these are the type of people who are allowed access and urgency in the messaging yeah. or like they can pick up the phone and call me. They're your ice contact. They're yeah. like who you would call an emergency and who are allowed to call you in an emergency and you will drop everything because you need that back from them. Right. And as we kind of get further out in our rings, then we can kind of have a little bit of discernment as to like, okay, so I wouldn't be this person, this person at like expecting this of me is kind of crazy because we're not really on that like wavelength where I've like never invited them into this type of way in my life. Right. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I think it's also like if a C someone that's in your C group is asking you to perform a level activities or tasks, you're like, so no, 
that's the boundary. Your boundary is that, that you're like, no, so that's not actually like where you lie in my life. I mean, it gets sticky because like, how do you tell someone that when they're asking right. you that, but that's where the boundaries come in, where you have to think of a nice way or shorter way. Again, they're probably not going to be that upset as you think they are of saying like politely, like, no, sorry. Well, because I, I genuinely do think that as women, the hardest, the hardest task I ever had a friend the other day that she, she was like, there's this girl and she's always asking these like huge ass of me and like, we're friendly, but we're not like that good of friends. Mm-hmm. And like, that's kind of where I like to tell people like, okay, look at your rings. Like, where does this person really lie on right. your, like your personal, like, do you leave that exchange feeling lit up or right. do you leave feeling drained? Yeah. Great place to just even just ask yourself, like, what am I the person? How do I actually really feel? And then once you kind of have this little mental note made, then people are asking these huge asks of you, you're kind of like, oh, wait, that's not like a yes for me. So that's where we're going to kind of like, right. okay, I am going to have to incite a boundary and just be like, hey, like Shannon said, super, you know, a little stretch thin, would love to circle back with you on a time when I'm feeling like yeah. I have a little bit more space on my plate. By the way, when you tell someone I'm stretched thin, I don't have the bandwidth for this. I am so exhausted. That is the truth. And people are always so like inclined to be like, oh my gosh, I hate when I feel that way. It's like, rather than just being like, I'm sorry, I'm not in this weekend, maybe next weekend, but really your your real thoughts were, oh my God, I'm so stretched that I don't even want to do this ever period. Then like, you should just say I'm stretched. Then people are receptive to that because people know what it feels like to be stretched then. Yeah. And I think people are understanding of it. And, but I think that the hardest people to incite boundaries with are the people that you do feel like kind of close. It's different. Well, when the C group's like, we ride at dawn and you want to write back, sorry, I didn't get my nine hours. So we <laughs> ride at 10 a.m. possibly. Yeah. <laughs> dawn seems a bit early for your ring. Dawn okay. seems kind of crazy. And I, I know there's people too that even inciting boundaries with family members because it's the holidays. There's a lot. Totally. Tough. Family is tough and easier because there's that age old saying that it's like, you can tell your sister to fuck off, but like you couldn't tell anyone else because you're her sister. So you're literally like, we'll be fine the next day. But like, it's also tough because family is so, it's like so many little triggers and buttons and we all know each other so well. And also, you know, there is that, there's the situation where like some people are family members, sisters, mothers, fathers, and they would never speak to them if they were actually just like, to pass them in the street and to get to know them as a person, they would never speak to them. But at the end of the day, they're your father or your sister <laughs> or your brother. So they're like, unfortunately, family is family. You can't choose family. And we've got to like, you know, I I find family to be so, so deeply important. And there are family members of mine where I'm like, oh my gosh, I just don't know if I'd ever hang out with them if they weren't my cousin. But they're my cousin. So <laughs> got to, got to. Yeah. So it's just like, you got to find those healthy boundaries. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's the time of year for it. Yeah. Just find a healthy boundary and, and find a way that you're like, okay, this is one way that I can show up. I can, I can show kindness. I can stay in my, my peace. I don't have to give it away. Right. Cause we don't have to go there and some of those things. But also, like I said, with even some of the people that are, the reason I like to give people kind of the rings like ABC is like, it's really more for your protection is like, I'm not going to move mountains for someone that's a C or a D mostly because they might not do that back for me, but they do see you being someone, Shannon, who's this, uh, a past version of Shannon, who's this amazing people. He's like, Oh, Shannon, I'll do it. Right. That's where we kind of got to check in being like, wait, but wait, but they're in a C or a D ring where they actually did this back for me. Is this Mm -hmm. just because they're like, Oh, I bet this person would do it for me out of the kind of thing about old Shannon. She would have done it. (laughs) She'll do it. (laughs) She'll do it. She'll do it. And like, it's like what you said, like we don't want to shame the people for wanting to do amazing, beautiful things. But if you're doing it at the detriment of yourself or where you're drained and it's for people on this outer ring that you don't really see and don't really give to you, that's when it's out of balance. Yeah. So I just wanted to be clear with everyone on the, the rings. We're not trying to label anyone, but like, but yeah, you cannot shut yourself then because no one's happy no one's healthy when you have stretched yourself thin okay it's just it's just not it's just not a good way to exist yes and also be honest with people I really that has been my biggest thing is not over explaining too much but just being so honest Mm -hmm. with people 
you really are surprised at how receptive people are. They're so understanding. I mean, you guys, I used to come up with the craziest shit, the lies. Why would I lie? I would come up with the craziest things. Like you can literally just be honest. And in business too, do you know how much more a boss or someone that you work with is going to respect you if you're like, I am so sorry. I quite literally forgot. There's no excuse. I, I messed up. This will not happen again. I'm so sorry. Like I have had to do that in my life with my podcast and certain things that I'm like, there's no excuse. I messed that up. I'm so sorry. People are so much more receptive than you sending a novel about how you got a flat tire and you would never have happened. But blah, 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 blah. Like just tell them the truth. You forgot or you were run thin or like you didn't feel like getting out of bed yesterday and you were had a really bad day and you're so sorry. But like there's nothing else I can say but the truth. People respect the shit out of you when you say the truth. They do. Even if the truth isn't great, they're like, well, at least she was honest. I'm like that. I'm like, when someone tells me something, I'm like, wow, bold of them to be honest, but at least they were honest. Like, <laughs> really, she really just said, forgot, <laughs> LOL. But I'm like, wow, well, she was honest. At least she was honest. Yeah, because most of the time, if you're going to make up some crazy willy-nilly story, people know. <laughs> they know. And there are so many times in my life now, I'm like, I wish she was just honest. I wish she would have just said, I'm sorry, and said, like, this happened. I'm sorry. I would have been like, hey, shit happens. Like, just be honest. Uh, honesty is key. This is coming from a recovering big fat liar. <laughs> so I used to. Well, but, but the lying stemmed from you were too uncomfortable to make someone yes, else uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I would, I, yeah, I just stop lying. <laughs> That's my gift to all of you this holiday season. Stop lying. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're really. But listen, I do. I can guarantee everybody listening has been there where they've just made up a big old whopper to get out of something. Big old whopper. Big old whopper of lies. I've done it. I've totally done it. There's past versions of me that I'm like, bitch, why did you say that? I would be telling Anna Grace, okay, I'm going to text this person back and I'm going to say, and Anna Grace, bless her heart, she would let me say the whole thing and then she'd be like, okay, hear me out. What if we told the truth? And I was like, don't be crazy. I can't tell the truth. What if we just told the truth? You know what, Shannon? I will. I can confidently sit here and say you at 30 years old is the most proud version of you I've ever seen. I love the you most so much. You version. The most me. And we are ex- sitting right almost exactly at an hour. So wow. it really flew by. I that, know. It always flies by. I have literally been in orbit at AG University the entire time. Alani knew. Uh, I know it does have a warning on the side. You shouldn't drink it if you're, you're breastfeeding out- or <laughs> pregnant. Um, no, but no. I'm also pretty sure maybe we sh- no one should drink it. <laughs> I don't know. We're never going to get a podcast deal with them but yeah I don't know I feel really floaty (laughs) (laughs) it's because we've been in an Akashic bubble too we're in our Akashic bubble thank you for being my best friend I love you so much I love you so much thank you for coming this was so fun and you guys we're still manifesting her comedy tour I can't even feel I was going to say fiasco hold on what's the word I'm trying to say special um uh tour what's bigger than tour like a Netflix special. Yeah, Netflix special. That's what it is. All right, we'll manifest a Netflix special. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. I love you. I love you way more. Mwah. Bye. Bye. As always, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you feel so called or if it feels aligned, I would love for you to leave me a review here. I always love reading your beautiful thoughts and messages. And also you can find me at Anna Grace Newell on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And I will link all of my courses, Age University course curriculum in the show notes, along with if you're interested in booking an Akashic Records reading with me, my scheduling link goes out in my newsletter. It goes out once a month and it's completely free. I would love to have you there. As always, I'm a proud professor and you get an A plus for making it all the way through the end. Love you.